Hey everybody, it's Doug and Renee and welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Each episode is designed to encourage, uplift, and motivate you to thrive in your marriage and single life. Be blessed. Hey, thank you all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Sunday, another day, because this is the day that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, we are. Amen. Yes, we are. Amen. So this is us. Welcome back. This is us. To Doug and Renee. We're going to do I'm Doug, and this is my wife, Renee, on my right. They can't see where I'm sitting, and they can't see where you're pointing. She's always in my sight. <laughs> we record this podcast on Sunday night. I don't have any more. That's all I got. We're trying to help get your marriage right. Keep it tight. Show off. Anyway, <laughs> we are talking about never give up. Never give we up. We are still talking about never give up. Yes, and we hope that you are in that frame of mind or in that mode that you are never going to give up. Never no matter, give up. No matter what comes your way, you're going to hang in there every single day. Oh, see, you just, all that wasn't even necessary. But, well, they got the point. Oh, that wasn't necessary. We, we, we talking about never give up never, again. Again. <laughs> For those of you out there, my wife just had to, see, I just want to say something. Now nah, I'm not going to say it. Anyway. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So if you haven't listened to episodes one and two, we admonish you to go back and do so. Mm -hmm. We felt impressed to do this topic because, you know, sometimes someone out there is thinking about Mm -hmm. giving in or giving up or throwing in the towel. And we just felt impressed that it was time just to remind you not to give up. Not to throw in the towel. And we hear, we hear, we see, we talk, we listen. Uh, For those of you who just tuned in first time, we've been married 30, coming up on 36 years. And, you know, we hear people, we've heard this, I don't know how many times, I didn't sign up for this. (laughs) But you did. I didn't sign up for this. And, you know, and we've gone through this on previous podcasts, but... I wanted to give you a scripture, if you don't mind. And if you do, he's going to give it to you anyway. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. Uh, 2 Timothy 2, uh, 3 through 7. It's in the NIV version. It says, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Ouch. <clears throat> Excuse me. We don't want to talk about suffering. Uh, this, I ain't going to say this generation, but this time we're living in, no one really wants to suffer. Um, I know when we were coming up and, you know, um, my age group, you know, we would hear the older folk talk about, you know, suffering for the Lord and doing things like that. And we don't we don't talk about it as much in church. At least I don't hear about it. Well, maybe you do in your church. So uh, for that, I apologize. I don't want to make a a very generic statement like that. But I don't hear about it, talked about as much now as I did 
growing up, how, you know, if you, you had to suffer for the Lord and uh, everybody has a cross to bear because we want to think that um, we name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. We don't have to go through anything. Everything's peaches and yeah, cream. Yeah, peaches and cream and, you know, every day you wake up, it's going to be 70 degrees and sunny, no clouds in the sky. That's not life. And so there are going to be times where you are going to have to suffer. And in the context of marriage, you know, just because you're going through a season, whether it's self-inflicted or not, um, I just want to encourage you not to give up. Uh, The rest of that verse uh, three through seven, verse four says, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs but rather tries to please his commanding officer. So, okay, let me finish. Let me let me continue, I should say. Similarly, similarly, how you say it, Wordney? Similarly. Yeah, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. That's, that's key. You got to compete according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be first to receive a share of the crops, Reflect out, reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. So because Paul, when Paul wrote this to young Timothy, I don't, know how, I don't know how old Timothy was when Paul wrote it to him. The very last sentence, he says, reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. That's going to be my prayer for you all uh, going forward, is that you reflect on what, please reflect on what Renee and I have said and we pray our prayers that the Lord will give you insight into this, uh, into all of this. But you have to understand, please understand that suffering is part of walking with the Lord. And sometimes we do things, we say things that put ourselves, we jam our own selves up because we said something we shouldn't have said. Uh, we went somewhere we shouldn't have went. We did something. We let our flesh take over. And instead of yielding to the Holy Spirit, we, you know, I'm grown. You know, I can say what I want to say. I pay the bills in this house. Or whatever, however you want to say it. Some of us are in the situation we're in right now because of our flesh. Because we made the mistake or we allowed our flesh to rule. And we said some things to our spouse that we should not have said. Right. And we definitely said it in a way we definitely we definitely said it in a way we should not have said it. <laughs> and and one of the fruit of the spirit is long suffering. People forget about that. We want to have the fruit of God's spirit, but we don't want to suffer, and we certainly don't want to suffer long. Mm-hmm. And we certainly want to know how long we have to suffer if mm-hmm. we're willing to suffer. We're like, how long do we have to deal with this, God? How long do we have to go through this? So just a quick rehash. We were in counseling um, just before our 20th wedding anniversary. We had been dealing with some things for years um, in our marriage. And not to say that either one of us never wanted to give up, uh, because that would be a lie. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why we have this podcast topic today, because we know that there are times in your marriage where you want to give up. Wanna you don't want to suffer, and you don't want to suffer long, and you're asking God, okay, I've suffered long enough. Get me out of this. Mm-hmm. And 
when God doesn't answer us because that's not the will of the Lord concerning us, we decide we want to get ourselves out of it and we want to do it our way. Yes. And when we do it our way and not God's way, there are, as we said last week, ramifications and repercussions to our actions. Just because you leave this situation doesn't mean that another long-suffering opportunity is not going to present itself mm-hmm. in your singlehood, in your um, if you if you in your separated whatever you want to call it, whatever it is, you're still going to have to deal with suffering for Christ's sake. If you say that you are a follower of Christ, there are things that we are going to go through as believers, um, and it's inevitable. Yeah. And again, going back to my original statement to piggyback off of 2 Timothy um, 2 in the, the third verse, join me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Long-suffering. We can't ask God how long. We can ask Him to help us to forbear it Mm -hmm. and how to soldier it, like the scripture says there, like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We're going to have to learn how to soldier what we're going through. I, um, I, uh, this just hit me when you said it, when you said the first word, join. So Paul is saying, in order for you, in order to say join, that means I have to be going through something too. And a lot of times we forget, or the, the enemy will paint a picture that we're the only ones going through something. And you are not the only person, only couple going through something. You may be the only you. You may be going through a whatever trial a is whatever. And there's another couple going through B and C and D. But the enemy has painted a picture that. You're a, you're the only ones going through this. And again, you are not. That's why Paul said, join me. I'm going through something too. And if you join me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ, and then it goes down, I'm going to skip over to verse five. And then it says, similarly, yeah. Similarly. (laughs) Anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. Mm. And we've been saying this since day one. You have to do marriage God's way. If you want God's results, you got to do it his way. But for some reason, we get stuck on, well, this ain't the Lord, and I don't have to take this, and I don't have to do this. Last week, we talked about there's nothing new under the sun. So even if, God forbid, you get a divorce, you you and your spouse divorce and you decide to get remarried. You decide to remarry. I I can say with almost surety of a doubt that you're going to whatever you got divorced over is going to rear its ugly head in your next marriage. You mean so, without a shadow of a doubt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to understand you you don't get to to just skip the test and say, "Oh, I'm not going to, you know, deal with this. I'm going to go to the next thing." That's not how that's not how life works. That's not how God works. You have to understand that you have to pass certain tests or else you'll be you'll stay where you are. And so you can go ahead and get another spouse, but I'm pretty sure you're going to wind up going through the same thing or something very similar to this in the next spouse. You know so, my saying, right? 
No matter where you go. Everywhere you go, there you are. Yeah. You're still taking yourself in that situation. So unless something has changed in you, you're going to still have to deal with you and your um, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the word? Indiosecrecies. I think I'm saying that incorrectly. But y'all know what I mean. Indiosecrecies. Thank you. Um, see, I can say we, that word. See, we help each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you have to take your your quirks and the things that you have to change about yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't deal with it in this relationship, guess what? You're taking it right with you into yeah. the next relationship. And so, therefore, stay where you are. Stay put. Never give up. Because God on the other side of this, there's a victory. There's a blessing, there's a reward, there's a new you, there's a new spouse, there's a new uh, marriage, there is something greater on the other side of this. So just hold on to it and keep seeking the Lord for clarity and direction and and wisdom. God pray for wisdom. He said he gives those wisdom who uh, liberally who ask of it. And we don't ask God for wisdom. That's one thing. We'll pray for a whole lot of stuff. But we don't pray for wisdom in our marriage. God, give me wisdom on how to be a better wife. God, give me wisdom on how to be a better husband. I never prayed how to be a better wife, though. God, (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Um, God, give me wisdom on how to deal with a specific situation. Um, And he will. But you have to listen, and then you have to respond by doing what he tells you to do. And I, I say this. Uh, in all sincerity, you've been married X number of years. And please think and pray about it before you decide to throw in the towel. Uh, It's kind of like you're building a house and you've put all these years, all these days, weeks, months, and years into building this house. And then you're just like, I'm at the point now where I just go walk away from this house and just go build another house or go somewhere else. Before you do that, please, and I, I please hear my heart, pray over it, you know, ask God for wisdom, ask God, you know, for understanding and maybe go to counseling, you know, go work on yourself while you're married. And then because all right, so here's scripture. You want scripture? Here's scripture. Matthew 19, 3 through 9, in the NIV version. Uh, the Pharisees was coming to Jesus and basically asking him, I'm paraphrasing, uh, but this is the NIV version. Uh, is it lawful for you know a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? And Jesus said, you know, scroll down to the think like verse 9, 8 and 9. He said, the only, the only reason God allowed this is, or Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not that way from the beginning. From the beginning, from ideal, God never wanted us to, to divorce when it comes to that. And then he also said, I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. That's going in a whole nother subject that I'm not going to step into. I'm not your pastor, but I'm just telling you what the Bible says. So before you, sorry, 
before you decide to give up and leave, you you never you'll never know the ripple effects that you're leave that you leaving will have on each other, your children, your family, uh, your community. You don't understand the ripple effects. It's kind of like throwing a rock into a lake or into a pond. The ripple effects of throwing that rock into water. So you just you just don't know. You just don't know. And just be careful before you decide to, you know, say I'm done. Just right. pray about it, please. And fast. Right. I say fast and pray. Right. Because both of us have definitely said that those words, I'm done. Yes, we have. Um, but God, I guess God shook his head and chuckled and said, but I'm not. And y'all are not done. You you could say it if you want to, but don't follow through um, and try not to say it. Don't want to speak that out. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were saying last week, if you give up on your marriage, you're thinking, okay, I'm just tired of doing this and I, I'm going to, you know, this is it. I don't care what Doug and Renee Married Life says. I don't care about this, that, or the other. I can't wait to see the other side. I'm tired of suffering long. Well, that same attitude and mentality is going to bleed over into other areas of your life. Um, so if you're not disciplined with sticking out your marriage, who's to say you're going to be disciplined about the next relationship or disciplined about other areas in your life? Chances are you're not. You have to be disciplined consistently. It's not like I'm disciplined for a couple of days. I don't see the answers to my prayer. Okay, well, I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. No, being disciplined is really being steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Marriage is God's work. Yeah. And you have to stick it out when it's hard, when it's when it's easy. I I I dare say to those who listen to us and right now you're in a good season of your marriage. Praise the Lord. We all love those moments. Stay prayed up during these seasons too. Don't let your guard down. Don't get so excited because to everything there's a time and a season. You're going to have a challenge. It may not be the same challenge. Maybe you passed the last test. Trust me, there's another test coming. Mm-hmm. There's another challenge coming. And um, I'm not trying to put that on you. I'm just That's I'm life. just telling you the real. Because yeah. to everything there's a time and a season. And just stay prayed up and trust in God. Stay Connected to your spouse in prayer and don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your spouse. And more importantly, don't give up on God. Yes. And even to our singles that are listening to us, uh, you got a little, we try to give you a, a preview, not a preview, a peek into the life of uh, married folks. Because marriage, and I, I heard somebody say this, and I think I told you this. It was like marriage is hard. I was like, yeah, marriage is hard. I don't know who, <laughs> I don't know who told you marriage is not hard. Somebody done told yeah. you marriage. Wrong. If you do it God's way, it is hard because your flesh wants what your flesh wants, when your flesh wants it, how your flesh wants it, and all of those things. And so you have to understand that your marriage is not about you. And we've said this from time to time. You have to be more committed to the um, institution. institution of marriage 
the God-ordained institution of marriage, then you are the person you're actually married to. Because the test will come, the trials will come, come, the tribulations will come, all of that will come, and you don't have the option, well, you should not have the option, the luxury of leaving. Right, don't, just because don't it's try hard. to have an out. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, um, uh, in Proverbs 22 and 6, one of the things it talks about, and I'm going to try to pivot a little bit, is train up a child, amplify version, train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents, even when he is old and he will not depart from it. The Message Bible says, point your kids in the right direction. When they are old, they won't be lost. So I'm going to come at this from two different perspectives. Uh, Don't give up. We're talking about never give up. Never give up on your children. Don't give up on your children. I know when they're young, they're toddlers, they're adorable. We saw the little girl that we went out to eat with our sons, and she was just laughing at us and smiling with us with a little four teeth, and she's (laughs) walking all over. They are so beautiful when they're that age. And then they grow up. (laughs) And they're very impressionable. Yes. And then they grow up. And don't give up on your children. When they're teenagers, don't give up on them. Uh, Even when they become young adults, don't give up on them. Uh, You have to set healthy boundaries so they don't come between you and your spouse. Because children do that. Uh, If you allow your children to to come between you and your spouse, they will, because children are just selfish. It's always about me, me, what can I do? How can I get away with this? And they'll use, you know, one parent against each other. And I know we had that issue and we had to overcome that because it's like, hey, and it got to the point where I learned, I would say, well, did you talk to your mom? You know, just did you talk to your mom? And then after having conversations with you, one of the things I learned was, okay, I already know what questions Renee's going to ask. Where are you going? How are you getting there? Who's going to be there? How are you getting home? If this person is driving, do they have a driver's license? If you go into somebody's house, will their parents be home? I already knew what questions to ask. By the time the third kid rolled around, I was, I was on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, bang, 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 bang. So I knew what to say. But I I said that to say when it comes to your children, don't give up on them. Because I know we've, and I'll I'll let our children, our sons, they'll write their own book. They'll tell their own story. I'm not going to tell it for them. But you got to allow your children to go through mistakes and go through what they need to go through to become who God wants them to become. But one of the things we learned, and we had this conversation, was that, our oldest child, he was going to set the tone for the next two. And I remember us talking. I was like, hey, we can't allow this type of behavior because we still got two more coming behind them. And I know when they're gone and they moved out, it's just going to be you and I. So we still need to be together. We still need to be lock in step. We still need to be okay, cool with each other, for lack of a better phrase. Mm -hmm. And so that was something we had to come into agreement with as our children went through teenagers, young adults, and they started stumbling and, you know, wanting to be grown and doing certain things. It was like, okay, you can do what you want to do, but 
me and Renee, we have this bond. We have this uh, covenant that's going to last past the children living in our house. Mm-hmm. And that's how we looked at it. Right. And and can I add just, I see the direction you're going in, but when you were talking and you was talking about training up a child in the way they should go, part of training the child is setting a good example. So if you give up on your marriage, what example are you setting for your children? What, what do you, what are you teaching them? Um, the scripture says, teaching him to seek God, God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Well, if you're not doing that, how are they going to learn to do that? Mm-hmm. And if they see you give up, then they may think that that's okay. It's kind of like a man um, treating his wife well is an example to his son on how to treat a woman mm-hmm. and vice versa. Vice versa, yes. A woman treating her man well is teaching the son and the daughter mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important that you remember that going back, that marriage is not about you. And if you have children, it is going to in a, inevitably affect them in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Now, we're not saying if you're in an abusive relationship that you should allow your children to see you being abused. Yes, that's um, not what we're saying. And exactly. we're, we're not saying that by any stretch of the imagination because, again, you, you're teaching them something that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's not okay. Yeah, you're either teaching them good or bad, but you're teaching them. You're teaching them something. Your actions um, is, is one of that, it's like that old saying goes, um, Actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. I never subscribe to the theory, do as I say and not as I do, because the reality of it is that's not true. Your kids are going to do what they see you do. Yep. You could say one thing and do something totally different, and they focus more on what they see you doing. Mm-hmm. Um, kids, for the most part, are very um, visual learners. Um, they are going to learn based on what they see and what they experience. So we have to be very careful on how we are nurturing and training our children. Yes, we need to be in one mind and one accord in raising our children, but we also need to make sure we're setting a good example Mm -hmm. for them so that they do not uh, succumb to the divorce rate that we talked about in um, the first first episode, I believe it was. Um, So you have to fight for your marriage um, because you're also fighting for your children. Yes. And your children's children and your children's children's children down to the fifth and sixth generation. Kids you haven't even seen yet. Um, Great-grands and great-great-grands. That is establishing a legacy of stick-to-itiveness in your in your family as it relates to marriage and relationships. One of the things I want is when we're long gone from this earth, I want our great, 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 great grandchildren to say, my great, 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 great grandpappy was <laughs> married to my great, 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 great grandmammy. <laughs> 80, 90 years, 70 years, however long, you know, mm-hmm. they were married 70, 80 years. That's what I want. 
And that's what I want our legacy to be. I know a lot of people talk about legacy and what you're leaving, leaving behind. I want, I personally want to be able to say, we were married, however long till God takes us home. That, that's what I want, because I think that's something you cannot buy. Leave that, a good godly yes. legacy. Yeah, you can't, you can't buy that. And for us, we're not, we were not and are not a blended family. And so I don't know how hard it is in a blended family when you're raising children in different households and things like that. The only thing I could say, and again, this is, I'm not your pastor, is you, only, you can only control what's in your house. Right. How you do, you know, your house, how you handle your house, how you um, discipline in your house. You can only control that. Everything that happens outside your house, you can have conversations with the other parents but you can't necessarily control that. You have to, as the church folk would say, let go and let God. Amen, brother. God bless. We'll chat with you next week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.